Welcome, everybody, to our third episode of Honest to a Double Fault. I'm Hernan. And I'm Lad. And I guess uh, we're going to cover mainly the Australian Open, right? And uh, Yeah, talk about, you know, some of the surprises, some of the disappointments, maybe even uh, cover some of our pre-tournament uh, picks and, and see how we did as well. Karatsev was, was really interesting. That, that was probably the best sort of pick that I had the whole tournament was oh, that to, to upset Dimitrov Dimitrov in four sets. Yeah, that um, was, that was good. Not, not knowing that Dimitrov w- was injured or whatnot, but I based it more on the fact that Dimitrov just sort of tends to disappoint and, <laughs> and fold towards the, la- you know, the second week in, in majors. Um, I think he's, you know, he'll get to a semi or so. Um, but I don't think and you're like, Oh, maybe this is, Baby Fed coming finally to no no nope. no that's, he that's, may retire he may retire before Fed <laughs> I, hey at least he has something on Nadal right he he won the, the year end Nadal that's hasn't true. done that so yeah, he's like I won something right, <laughs> I guess the top right. players so uh, yeah I don't know how he did that yeah that is so, that is true speaking of Nadal I I got to call I'm like I see I I smelled Tsitsipas beating him I just could not really? see like. And, and at first I was like, oh, my God, how stupid am I going to look? He's getting crushed. Two sets. That- oh, and then yeah. he came back. I was like, wow. Yeah, I'm probably still not over that. The the fact that, you know, the fact that Nadal was up two sets to love and then, you know, proceeded to lose three sets straight. Like, so, exactly. Like, and that's the thing. is like you figure Nadal can win a set out of three. You know, like a lot of people just turned it off. Yeah, yeah, I remember I, I a friend. A friend told me he's like, "Oh, you know, so another Joker and uh, Nadal final." I guess I'm like, "Did you even watch the game?" He was like, "What? <laughs> what? Nadal lost? What?" Right? Yeah, I think because <laughs> he because yeah, you you just thought he was playing so well. I'm like, "All right, well, I guess." But Sisipas is something else. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I think the other thing also is that going into the match, the the reports I read was that. Nadal Rafa was feeling good and that his back wasn't bothering him. So yeah. all all indications led to, you know, one to think that he would have beaten uh, Stefanos. I wouldn't say easily, but it, it just seemed like he would have, he would have won. Yeah. Yeah. And, yeah. and that's the thing. So I thought, and I don't know if now, nowadays, like you feel like, are they hiding injuries or just lying about them just to not make the opponent like less confident, you know? Right. Or you know or, what I mean? Or the other way around, are they announcing injuries? Like Joker. That, exactly. Like, I mean someone someone uh mentioned to me uh that he thinks it was just a fake an act and he's been doing that for years and like you know apparently apparently Joker's doing a documentary, an autobiography documentary on this that they've been filming for the past few months. Yes, yeah, uh, so it sort of fits the narrative perfectly. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> you know, if he's already been filming something, it seems like it's it's kind of it's like oh, know, I'm going to be injured for this one. Just film it. What? Exactly. Yeah, just film it. I'll, I'll just <laughs> pre-scripted. You know, he, I, I know. I'm he, like, well, if you're a, doing it, what, what? You know, he's got a doctor. Who's, who's going to be your doctor? You know? Like the, the the top Serbian doctor agrees with Joker. <laughs> I'm like, all right. <laughs> I mean, yeah, not, I mean not, not that not that I think he would do it on purpose. I mean. I, I almost wonder because, you know, in other sports where like you have to like football, for example, you have to report every single injury to the minutest detail, you know, and you get fined huge if you don't. Right. 
but there's no such governing body in tennis that says, well, you have to report, you know? Um, there's no governing anything in tennis other than maybe the the integrity unit whatever it's called that does the the max match fixing or or whatnot but you know you have that whole issue with Zverev and potentially you know allegations of domestic violence or whatnot if he was if he was a player in the NFL he'd already be suspended for half a season right right and then they're like oh well he's gonna just play again because again it's international right how do you yeah I know there's, they were saying when you're talking about the, the Djokovic injury, whether it was feigned or not, you know, someone had quoted a, a number that it was over 70 matches in Djokovic's career where he's claimed an injury or had some kind of, you know, mid-match, you know, failing or whatnot, but then has continued to play or pulled it out or, or something to that effect. So... Who knows if there's any credence to it, but you know, regardless, he, he, he brought it to, you know, everyone uh, afterwards. Nine games <laughs> on the semis, nine games on the finals to lose that. That's it. I mean, that's yeah. domination. That, that is insane. And, and, and not like Medvedev was like had, was gassed or anything. I, th- I think the numbers were he had played four hours less than Joker on the court, you know, for the entire tournament, his match, his semifinal uh, his match was, cakewalk yeah because seemed to like have ran out of gas or whatever you know it's like so rublev as well i mean he took out rublev in straight sets pretty yeah, exactly he two, was he, he smoked i'm like okay yeah you know, whereas joker was struggling with this injury whether real or not whatever but um but yeah. Medvedev, I, I thought he was gonna bring it in I, the, the first few games nerves sure you know he lost three games in a row but then he came back three games in a row you know so they were even four four five five you know so all everything that I read said that Medvedev was clearly not playing at a level at yeah no I did at the level that he had done previously or you know that he had hoped so do you, did you think it was nerves or anything or that, I mean that's obviously- what I was thinking I'm, I'm like it, I mean I, I thought Joker was playing well he wasn't playing amazing right but he was playing well Right, and, and he was taking advantage of every opportunity like Medvedev gave him. I'm like, okay, um, you know, he was coming to the net a lot. Joker was Medvedev, no Medvedev playing defensive tennis from the back of the court. You know, maybe he was running too much. Maybe Joker just tired him. I, I don't know. Maybe nerves. I, I can't tell, right? So, and a lot of times you can just speculate from what you see. But you know, after the thing, Medvedev just gave him total credit on you know he didn't say he choked or anything he was more than saying like he's just that good you know so yeah i think it was more just the post-match analysis from others they're just saying that you know medvedev just wasn't playing at the level i know he 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 wasn't serving as well he wasn't being as accurate with the serves or again or is is that a, a a function of i know who's on the other side as a returner right i was gonna say i mean a lot of it could be credited to to Djokovic as well in terms of what he does to disarm his opponents. Right. Cause he makes you make errors because you know, he's going to get to balls and get them back with some amount of force in them. Some, some angle, some, as they call it, it's going to come back with interest. You know, I hate there, that there phrase, you but you know, <laughs> there but you go. they're going to put, he's putting something on those balls and maybe, you know, and he forces you to do that. Yeah. Right. Could be. Uh, I'm I'm glad he won because like I, I I want that race to be close. But no, no remember like going into the like uh, on our last podcast, I did mention that I was I, I did I wasn't as confident in, in Joker as I was at the beginning of the year. I thought right. that whole 
Australian crowd might be against him or something like, you know, and that, no, no, nothing, that wasn't the case. No, I, I think at this point, you know, to be quite honest, he must be used to it. He's, oh, no he's used to having some hostility in his matches or, or whatnot. But how about Rafa getting that, that one finger. fan? <laughs> Did you hear? I saw it. I saw it on the, I didn't catch it during that. I didn't catch that match, uh, that piece. Um, I, I saw it later. Um, I saw the picture yeah. of the lady. Yeah, yeah. Well, I saw, I saw his response in the post-match uh, interview. And I didn't know what it was referencing at the time when the interviewer said, do you know that lady? He goes, no, and I don't want to. <laughs> that was a classic response. You know. No, no, no. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> that sounds like something that Rafa would say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, off the cuff, but totally sincere and just, you know. Really, <laughs> no, and I don't know. want to. <laughs> exactly. Um, oh. Like, what, what were your, any surprises for you in the men's draw? either good or bad disappointments or, you know, sort of surprises? Let's see. Uh, no, actually, the men's draw was, I, again, other than uh, the run that Karatsev had, it yeah. was pretty predictable. I, I, I Again, by me. Uh, again, I had Tsitsipas over Nadal, which was the main upset. Well, there were a couple others, but, you know, but other than that, I thought played out pretty much how I expected it. You know, again, the, the biggest surprise was Joker winning so easily on the final. That's it. Yeah. I mean, I think, I don't know if it was a, a huge disappointment seeing how he played leading up to the Australian Open, but Dominic Team sort oh. of folding and losing, getting bageled by uh, Dimitrov, you know, and losing mm-hmm. in three sets. Yeah. That, that was, I mean, I think the odds makers had him pretty high, obviously, pre, pre-tournament. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, again, I think we had talked with like we saw that quarter like he might make it through because it's weak quarter. That's what we said. We didn't say he might make it through because it's theme because we just weren't strong on him. Like we just right. again it, on that ATP Cup showing was this oh, yeah. one. Yeah, and, and that's all he had. You know, you have nothing else. You know, who knows if you know what his preps been on the off season or what? But he just didn't exude any confidence like i i wouldn't i would or grit i mean it's just it's just he seemed defeated that that was just sort of the feel i yeah I, I, and I, I don't know if it's do you think he might be having the the oh i just want a grand slam you know that that, that down that <laughs> first time players have after their first slam maybe that's the only thing i can think where you know, you know what i mean yeah i mean but he played he played well in the atp finals Right. Yeah. True. I mean, yeah. He, you know, he cause... he took out. He took. I mean, he took out Joker. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm curious of whether there is some type of injury or, or or whatnot. You know. But yeah, we we already had a sense that he probably wouldn't end up final four. Or I was hoping Kyrgios might make it further, but that was it. I guess. Yeah. He had... I'm thinking about it. And and I did not see that match, but that match apparently that he had against Team was awesome. Yeah, oh, I, I watched every second of it, and I'm like, "Come on, Kyrgios, come on, come on!" Like, I, I it, it was, it was good. It was good. He made, he made a few stupid mistakes, which uh, he pulled the Kyrgios. I'm like, "Oh, there you go. That, that's going to cost him in the match, and it did." And you're like, oh, "Come on, man, come on!" <laughs> you know, don't, don't take it as a joke. I know you're, and again, he's still more. I don't know if he's more interested in having fun than actually winning. I mean, you know, obviously I want to have fun when I play tennis, but sometimes you just have to, all right, just take it serious. It's not like Monfils being up two sets and a couple of breaks and then that's a spiral smash at the net, you know, like at the U S open a few years ago, remember 
Um, right. No, he just does them, but you're you're down, you're serving 30, 40. You shouldn't do those things. You know, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I, I would say with Nick, maybe let's say a year, maybe a couple of years ago or so, I was a little bit more conflicted with sort of his level of commitment to the game. But now I don't know why, but I, I've made my own peace with it in terms of expectations for him to want to, you know, to win grand slams or to, to, to rack up titles. I think, I think I, I take it for what it's worth and just see him as being entertaining. He'll entertain and, you for a few rounds, not in the second week. All right, and, that, then, and then occasionally, you know, he can, he can really go on a run and win tournaments. I mean, you know, I remember when he, he, he made those runs like in Mexico and in Washington, DC. Yeah, There's smaller tournaments, tournaments, right? It's like, I mean, but I mean, he's beaten the best, you know, yeah. like he's, he's had good hits against top players. So it just, yeah, he's just, sometimes I think it's just his dedication to it. That's all. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, I think at, at, at this point, a lot of people have come to just, accept it as opposed to fighting it and saying oh why why can't you commit yourself to the game or why can't you you know sort of um right. again that's nick that's just what we expect that's good yeah yeah so <laughs> i think we, we sort of just expect that of him yeah how, how about the the ladies side did you have so, I mean, so real quick before the ladies yeah. i didn't think medvedev could move to third like oh, really? I, I didn't because he's now within a few points of Nadal. I, I didn't think he could get up that like he had a chance to get to number two. I'm like, really? I, I, I don't know. Maybe yeah, just you, you know why? Because he he won the year end. The oh, the, the, he has 1500 points from that, and he, he did win the ATP Cup. Paris. That's right. No, and not just that. He won Paris. He won the ATP Masters right before the ATP Finals. So he had a thousand points there. He had 1500 from the ATP finals. Then he had the ATP cup. I mean, he's racked up a lot of points. Oh, the last few years. Right. Okay. In in the last like few months. Yeah. 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 No. Okay. Yeah. yeah. No, it's just, Oh no. You know what? I think, I think we had, cause the moment somebody overcomes number two, that's the changing of the guard. Right. That's what we're and, uh, and actually for him to be number two, he would have had to be Joker and, you know, and he would have become number two. And there, there's the changing of the guard that we were talking about. Okay. Holy jeez, yeah. I, I, I didn't even look. He's only 115 points behind Rafa. That's what I said. I'm, and, 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 you know, and that's what I was saying. And I, I'm like, he's right there. That I didn't know he was that close. Like, if he wins the next term he plays, he's number two. Wow. Yeah, because, you know, Rafa is probably going to not play. You know, again, he, he's in the mode that all the greats are right now. Where we're only playing turn, big tournaments or, you know, whatever it is. He may not even uh, Rafa play. Especially Rafa is more COVID conscious. He might skip a few until the, the important ones, you know? I, I would imagine that he, he would skip Miami, which is the next Masters tournament, and he would probably just stick to the clay court season. Yeah, that, that's right. After think, that, you know, because then you have Monte Carlo, you have um, Madrid, you have, and then Rome, and then, you know, yeah. rolling into the French. Yeah. So I, but that's, that's where he's going to start picking up points. I don't know how many he has to defend. And, and again, even if he de- de- fails to defend them, he keeps his highest. You know what I mean? Because of the point. No, no, no. Thing. No, they, they drop now. They start dropping like normal? Yes. They drop after, I believe it's after the Australian Open. Um, it was the only thing? Okay. Is right right now that there is, there is that debate right now about because of the, the rankings being, I guess, frozen or altered right now, particularly on the WTA side. 
there's been a lot of clamor of late about Barty being number one because you look you look at Naomi and she's won the last two Grand Slams, uh-huh. you know. So she's won two Grand Slams in a row. Yeah. Barty hasn't won anything. She just lost to Danielle to Collins. Collins. Uh, Danielle yeah. Collins in the round of sixteen at the Adelaide tournament. Um, you know, so it's 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 a bit tough. But I mean, well, you know, who's number five in the men's, and he hasn't played in a year. It's not Federer. Federer. He's not five now. Is He's he? five. Okay, you're right. He is five. He is, and that's why it's like he hasn't played in a year. He's number five in the world. I mean, like, forget the women. So, like, but it's like he hasn't touched a ball, a ball in in over a year now. He's still number five. That's that's ridiculous to me. At least Barty's out there. But yeah, you but know I what? understand. I understand. Yes, she, she's as, one as, two. As the ATP fan favorite, he actually gets a conversion of one point five points. For every point that he earns, he gets like he gets kind of a boost, <laughs> and that's all thanks to the ATP fan that he. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because if points start stop start dropping, he never played the clay season either. Right. So he's not going to lose points there. He, he like his clay season is usually not his strength. Rather, let me rephrase it that way. So it's not right. like he had a lot of points in like Rome, Monte Carlo, or like because I think he skipped that entire clay season that year. Yeah, but I there, think he there even was skipped the French. There, there, there was a time though, and I, and I love this running joke. They would say that you know what, Federer's the second best clay court player in the world because <laughs> he really was. It, it's just that Rafa was just so dominating, so good. He's like, I'm not going to play. But but after <laughs> Rafa, I mean, Roger really was the next. You know, was but, one of the. Yeah, I mean, know. he he was good. I mean, now you know, like. But I guess it's it's kind of tough. I mean, you think about. You know, obviously the pandemic being a, a, a sort of aberration or, or whatnot, but, you know, other professional sports, when they have lockouts and, and, and whatnot, you know, how do they deal with stats and, and sort of like, you know, you know, all, all the different stats in terms of, you know, like most home runs or right, right. Or, or like, or oh, look, you made a thousand or, points. This Or year. actually a probably better comparison, not, it wouldn't be RBIs or home runs. It'd be like batting average. So you only played 80 games and you batted 400. Does that count? You know, in terms of sort of the highest batting average ever? Uh, for me, yes, it's an average. It's an average. And, you know, as long as you quantify it, well, you have to play at least X amount of games, you know, because, you know, right. oh, I had a, a 700 average and I batted twice. You know, like, oh, okay, obviously that math doesn't work out. But I went 10 times to get seven lucky, you know, I'm a seven. Yeah, okay, that doesn't count, right? Yeah. Um, obviously, but. If you played the eighty games, that's that's enough, uh, in my opinion. You know, when it's an average, I mean, right? You're, you're but I think in terms, in terms of baseball, that's that's half a season. You know, yeah, well, I know, right? It's, it's half the season. You know, I'm like, and about, if you can't determine whether you're good games. or not in half a season, you know. So, I mean, you you literally could bat four hundred in the first half of a season, and then just go cold and end up, you know, with like a sub three hundred batting average. Yeah. It, it, but, it happens. Yeah, it's been done. Yeah, so. I mean, I think you know. Ho- hopefully, we're we're moving into the post. I wouldn't say post COVID, but it, it looks like you know things are beginning to. Well, it's funny because, uh, and I think I mentioned this to you, like uh, when during the ceremony for the men's, the the lady was talking about, oh, you know, hopefully we will have a vaccine soon, and the crowd started booing. Yeah, I heard. I, I was mean, like, 
I'm like, are these all Joker fans who know that he hates vaccines? Is that? Yeah. Like, why they, would they, also, they also booed when she wanted to thank the Victorian government for what they've done. As, yeah, as I'm like, well. why? Like, I didn't, I did not get any of that. I'm like, why are you guys doing this? Like, and it could, it could have been just because they just came back from a lockdown, so they they missed five days of their Grand Slam. <laughs> you know, they weren't able to come watch their their Grand Slam or whatever. So maybe, maybe the fans were a bit perturbed. But, but I mean, they have good matches to watch. So what did you think about the whole lockdown? I mean, now it now it seems like an afterthought. But when, while it was happening, all the players sort of bemoaning and, you know, I, I thought, you know, look, if you, you want to play, you want to compete for, for this Grand Slam for the money, shut up and deal with it. You, you, you know, you would have to. What's what's a big deal? You know, when you went to New York, you had the lockdown. You know, obviously the bubble wasn't as crazy in New York as it was uh, in the Aussie. But I, I thought it. Uh, I thought every all, all the players were complaining. I'm like, shut up, then don't don't play, right? They were also play. also given more prize money this year. I think because of that to the well. lower to the to the lower yes. tiers. Yeah, yeah, like, nice. yeah. The the U.S. Open I think last year was around four million. Okay. U.S. dollars, and it was about two million at the Aussie for the winner. I saw that. Yeah. So, but that, that's the thing. It's like, okay, you know, I mean, they lost money, but they took a lot out of that, and they gave it to all the. For, right. I like that. You know, like give, give them the money. You know, they're the, without them, you don't have a tournament. Right. It's right? not necessarily and, redistribution of wealth, but I think it's more equitable. Yeah. And in, and in that regard. And really, it's like, okay, do it, like the top players. If if Naomi Osaka is winning a Grand Slam. She getting the, the, she's getting the, the sponsorship money that like, oh, blows absolutely. away anything she makes in the tournament. So right. five, okay. tenfold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, she made more money than Serena last year from sponsors and stuff like that. I'm sure, you know, there's similar stuff in the men's, you know, I'm sure Rolex still uh, like Rolex and Uniqlo are paying Federer more than Joker made all year. Mercedes, Barilla. Lint, lint chocolates. Um, oh, oh, oh. oh, he has everything. Berilla, that that's where his money is raking in the pasta. Yeah, <laughs> he, he had that commercial. I don't know if you remember it. I remember though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, wow. <laughs> they must and, pay him a pretty penny to advertise some pasta that you sell a packet for seventy five cents. Oh yeah, yeah. And actually, Coco Golf is also sponsored by Barilla. Really? <laughs> yeah. But the connection there is that. Coco Goff's agency is Roger's agency. Uh, yeah. I haven't seen the commercial with her, though. I don't see any. I, 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 so. I haven't seen that one yet. I'm sure that's yeah. in the works. In the um, works. Hey, what, one thing that I liked about the, the AO, I don't, I don't know how other people felt about it, but what did you think of Hawkeye Live? Loved it. So fast. The only thing I'm like, just, just don't let players challenge it i know it's for their sake for their like in mind because they're getting used to it because they're used to seeing it sure. and i think that'll go away as they get used to okay that call is right it's i'm not going to bother it you know but no that was good because you don't have the the overrule and then there's a player challenge and then, and then you have like their 32nd you know like you know right. the needless <laughs> uh, a lot of times you'll see this strategy of uh calling a a, a replay on a ball that is way out or just so you can catch a breather and sure. none of that you know, so I really liked it. Yeah, no, I thought it was great. I mean, even with the the balls that were close, if you will, they would show them on the screen as <clears throat> as close calls anyhow. So yeah. um, there were a few when like, oh, the like 
the serve was in or whatever they wanted to see the serve well you play the point you can't you know and right. but they still like i, th I think Kyrgyz. no i forget who it was somebody wanted to see really see a serve like that was midpoint and you know obviously hawkeye was correct because you know it's hawkeye making a call <laughs> right. so um well, it's interesting because now now there's the the tournament in Adelaide going on, and they're they're back to lines judges. Of course, because they don't have that technology in there. Yeah, right. So when I watched it, I was like, "Oh wow, I actually liked it better with with Hawkeye Live," um, because you know, yeah, you, you put the onus on the players then to have to challenge, you know, and you only give them a certain number of challenges as well. And, and you've seen and you've seen games where like a player doesn't challenge, and I'm like, if you had challenged there, the, the turn the match around you know like now you don't have that so exactly. yeah i mean I, I wonder at what time at point are they going to make the technology i don't want to say affordable but i guess that, that would be the word for all tournaments to have it because it just it just seems to make sense you yeah. know it, it's just undisputed and you know it just it just takes out that element of the match hey just think about it if there's hockey live you know, uh, Djokovic might actually have 19 majors. I was, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> and it was funny because he was asked what he thought about it. And he, and like, he, like this was last year and he freaking loved it after, after what happened to the U US Open, like someone asked him like, Oh, I, I would love it to just have Hawkeye and no, no line judges. He said something along the lines where like he was referencing him getting disqualified. <laughs> it, it was pretty funny. No, I saw a tweet today that, that said, uh, these are the only two uh, people who have defeated Djokovic in the last eight Grand Slams that weren't on clay. And it was Stan Warinka and the Lions and the, judge. And the lady. Yes. <laughs> and what's funny is that I remember that Lions judge from so many tournaments because when you see her, she has that bleach blonde hair. So you always see her like making the calls and whatnot. And I'm like, oh, there she is. There she is. Turns out she's now even more famous or infamous. <laughs> Yeah, the only thing is now you, they're going to go back to clay where there's no oh. Hawkeye because and now clay not only is it normally slower because of the points are longer because it's clay, it's going to also have that. So that's going to be like you know Australian Open one the court was super fast on top of everything else. So the matches were faster with pace. I remember watching some of the replays and I was like, oh this is great two hours I can watch an entire match. You know like yeah that's gone now in the in, but I, I think they, they are in discussions. I, I know that they've, it, it seems to come up perennial uh, every year that, you know, whether they're going to have uh, electronic calling on clay, you know, I mean, obviously there are marks and skid marks and whatnot, but I think you have to just come to some sort of common agreement that, okay, this is going to be what we're going to accept our industry standard. Um, and then just go with it. But I, th I think, I think it's going to get to that point because it's so annoying having these stupid mark, you know, like the, the chair umpire coming out, looking and at the mark and it's unlimited challenges. Right. <laughs> That's true. That's You're the right. worst part. That's a good like, point. It, it should yeah. only be a certain number then. You, you, you want me to come down. This is one of your three. I don't care if the others are way off and someone calls them out and you can see it. I don't, you know, like, cause that's how it was with, with regular hardcore, right? So right. like I I don't I wouldn't mind it, but give them three. Give count them. That's it. Be done. You can't have the umpire coming down all the time so you can get a breather because that's like Fonini. I remember <laughs> one tournament. I forget which one. He would call him like every like you know every other point. You know, and I'm like Fonini. Come on, you, 
<laughs> and then he'd act like, no, hey, you know, so like, you know, in, in fact, I remember, I, I forget who it was, called the umpire to check the thing and he just walked away because he knew it was out, but he just wanted the, the time to like, I'm like, you're not even, you're not even faking that you at least want to, you just want to catch a breather. Right. I mean, I guess along those lines then in terms of, I guess we're talking a little bit about gamesmanship, you know, what do you think about sort of the medical timeouts? And particularly, I think the one that stands out was the one that uh, Mucheva uh, called against Barty. I didn't see the match either, but it seemed yeah. like Barty was in firm control of the match. And then, and she even said, I think Mutrava was that you know she she felt disoriented. Well, the, the funny dizzy. thing was, Mutrava had just held, so they were you know like it was two one, you know it was two zero Barty. Mutrava mm-hmm. holds two one, and then the, that medical timeout happened. Okay. And then they came back and okay, she was you know I, I I believe so I was like okay, it's not like it's not like she was like you know a lot of times you call it when you're doing you're like what can I do how do I stop them you just had momentum you just won your first game of that second set <laughs> right so so I, I so I thought you know it's a legit or not I don't know right the actual question was what do I think of the medical timeout honestly you get injured sorry done you play I I know that you know match is over. You can play or you can't. That's it. You know, you don't, you have every other sport. You don't take a medical timeout for 10 minutes and stop the game. Hey, look, LeBron James goes down. All right, take him out, put somebody else in. And now they lose because LeBron James not there. You know? <laughs> but we don't have subs for tennis. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. But but here's the thing is, if you go, oh, you know, that this was hurting me prior to this. Well, tough. Obviously, the only re- the, the main reason to do it is because well, you want a match. You want people to get their money's worth and viewership and all that stuff. If you have matches that just happen like that and you end them, you know it's kind of crappy, right? Why are cramps? I guess cramp isn't an injury, so they don't count that as as an actual. You know, oh, you have cramps. Nope, sorry, you're done. Game over. You know, but oh, if you fell, you know, if if Monfils is dumb enough to dive for a ball and then hurts his arm. Okay, well, that's it. You know, uh, you're done playing. You know, the only reason I can see it is say you slide or whatever, and now you start bleeding. Let them wrap you up, but you can keep playing. You shouldn't be getting any massages in between a match. What the hell is that? <laughs> so you're saying no medical timeouts? Like, again, if, if it's something, if you're bleeding, because now, you know, that puts, right. you know, in danger, you know, the, the whole blood thing, you know, so, okay, stop the bleeding and, and, play on but you know no one comes to rub your shoulder no one comes to you don't lay on the back and get a back rub no no one retapes your stuff hey look you know what that's that no i i just i don't i don't think so djokovic might not have 18 then that's okay <laughs> I, I, like i honestly he might just not pull that off then you know what I mean? Like, right, right. Uh, look, it is what it is. I, I don't care if he doesn't win it. I don't think that's, it slows on the game. I, I feel like, look, if you're not fit to play, you lose. That's how, just, that's how it should you be. Just, you just default. It's how, it's how it should be. As I think about it, I do recall the one where like Goffin, because of the stupid signs that they had in the back, he went for a ball and tripped on their stupid advertising signs. You know, and then he actually had to forfeit the match, right? Yeah. That is the one where I would say, 
wait and and get but you know obviously he got a time uh, the medical time nothing nothing could be done he couldn't play after that but unless something like that happens i don't i don't see why it's not like oh my stomach feels funny tough you know don't don't eat food that upsets your stomach beforehand or you know have a routine <laughs> or you know what i mean like blisters like, blisters i'm like hey you know what train better you know like <laughs> you don't and you know maybe you know I'm okay with, you know, bathroom breaks. You go in between sets if you need to, sure. You know, well, there, like, there, there should be a time limit in between sets if they do a break. Because there, there are sometimes when they run the clock on these players and, and they're gone for eight, nine minutes or so. And it, that's just... Well, if, if it, like, if unless you, you're on an outer court. But, you know, if you're allowing a bathroom break, if you have to go number two, I mean, that that is that some people don't just go number two in, in a minute, you know, like who knows? Yeah, like I was just saying. Now, does somebody have to go with them and listen for noise? No, because that's gross. We have we have devolved. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about taking a dump during a match. <laughs> you went from medical timeout to like a, a bio break. All right, so I'm okay with a bio break. There, sorry. All right, <laughs> too much. Leave it at that. Leave it at that. Um, yes. Yeah. No. I mean, hey, look, you got injured. That that's that's the luck of it's. Hey, it's like hey, oh, it's as bad as okay. You had to play under slightly rainy conditions that on and off, on and off, that made your match go four hours instead of two hours or ten hours or whatever it is. You know, rain delays or whatever. You deal with them. You you have an injury. Yeah. You deal with it. You know. I, I, li- I like how they tried to attribute all these abdominal. Uh, issues and tears and whatnot to the quarantine they said they said because of the 14-day quarantine all these players are coming up with abdominal issues and (laughs) (laughs) i was like what yes yeah yeah no and again i'm like hey look there's a a level of fitness that you know you're not gonna 14 days, you can still at least do something to stay somewhat fit. I mean, it's not like you're going to drop a fitness level from like, you're not going to drop two miles an hour if you're a runner, if you don't run for two weeks. I, I ran a 7.1 mile instead of a 6.9. Sure. Okay, that, that's possible. Well, that, that match between Karatsev and Dimitrov, I, I saw that one towards towards the end. And when Dimitrov was just literally, I mean, you, at first you thought he was just tanking the match. And then he never, he didn't call for a medical timeout right away. He waited until I believe the set was over or, or whatnot, you know, mm-hmm. Which the, 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 the cynic in me or some were saying, you know, if, if Dimitrov retires at this point, all the, all the sports betting would have been voided because it wasn't a completed match. It was a retirement. So if had you put uh, money on Karatsev and expected a huge payout, and if Dimitrov had retired or defaulted or whatever, yeah. then then all of those bets would have been voided. Oh, I don't. I don't think Dimitrov played because of that. <laughs> no, I don't think so either. <laughs> I don't think he cared. Like I, you know, like it, look, unless you have money in your own game, in which case, hey, match fixing unit, go take a look. At yeah. This. No, I mean, look, if you're injured, you're injured. You know, and again. You lose, you know, part part of the risk of being Monfils, for example. Again, I bring him up because he he's he has a tendency of sometimes getting injured in matches because 
he will run and dive like crazy balls. You know, sure. at least he used to a lot more when he was younger. I don't, he hasn't done it as much now, but then again, he hasn't played as much lately. So, um, yeah. Speaking of Monfils, uh, the first time you had mentioned him, I was going to ask, did you hear that Jem's life might be over? Uh, is that, uh, what's her name? Is Vitalina and him? Gael and uh, Elena Monfils, Vitalina, <laughs> Jem's, Jem's life. No, I didn't know. Yeah, so I've, I've I, I read some tweet or or what? I think it was Milos Raonic's tweet. He's my new source for uh, tennis relationships. Milos <laughs> <laughs> Raonic. It's like I I noticed Monfils is not using hair gel anymore. He's gonna well, get dumped. <laughs> well, Milos has gone through some definite. Fashion. I love this hair. I, I love his hair. Louis like Afro. It's Afrolicious. I love it. <laughs> with with his bandana and whatnot. He's I love definitely... it. I love it. None, none of this like all like slick back. No, the other the other look just, just yeah, he has more oh, no. personality that way. Love it. Love it. No. <laughs> Throwback to the 60s. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah the, so... the Canadians kind of disappointed this uh this Australian Open. I think we had some high hopes for you know, Andrescu, not quite Leila Fernandez. We had hopes, not high hopes. We just hoped that she could play. Shapo, FAA losing after two sets up against Karatsev. Raonic, I thought, might have, you know, made a run. No, I told you, like, Joker would have stopped Raonic because I told you he likes those, you know, and and it would have been not even – although Raonic was injured. He had an ankle issue, so he couldn't – Yeah. You know, thankfully his serve doesn't really need it, so he stayed in the match pretty well. But he had, but but again, if he and Joker were both healthy, which neither one was, you know, and that's why that match was close. But I don't have much hope for Chapo. FAA, I love him, but he seems to be overhyped. He hasn't delivered anything. You know, he just he poor just, guy. I, I don't he know. He just makes it to like seven finals and can't close. <laughs> um, again. Uh, Andrescu, I didn't think much from her. Again, I was hoping, but more of a as a fan, I really want to see her more. Right. Uh, you know, to see her come back from an injury. I mean, you know, it's one of those you always want to see uh, someone come back from an injury and be able to play again. But I didn't. I didn't actually have much hopes for them. Uh, Popsipsil either. You know, um, and then no Bouchard. I think yeah. uh, the only Canadian I had hopes for was uh, Fernandez, and she lost in the first round. So there you go. <laughs> Yeah, she ran into the buzzsaw of Elise Mertens. I know, right? <laughs> hey, her and Sabalenka winning the 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 doubles. I I really like like them as a as a team. So they're actually number one in the world now. They are, yeah. All right. I think she is. I, again, the rankings are weird, where you, uh, one person can be because they play with multiple people. Right. So I think Sabalenka, but yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's great. You know, and you I, may not I, see much more of it because apparently Sabalenka has said that she wants to focus more on her singles. I saw that. Yep, I, I, I saw that, and which which is fine. I mean, you're you have the potential for Grand Slams, you know. The don't don't you know? Doubles always throws a wrench in. You know, sometimes you can play like six hours after your singles match. Or, you know, it throws your routine out. You know, your if if it's a long one, you might be out there on the court for two more hours and I know it's doubles not as much as singles but your arm starts to feel it it gets sore you know it's happened you know um so no no I think it's a good idea for her because she, she's yeah. that good you know um 
Whereas, for example, like Babush and Miletovic, I'm like, nah, you guys should stick to doubles because I don't think either of you have that much singles potential. You know what I mean? Right. Um, That's a good point. So, no, no, but I, I saw that and I think it's the right move. You? Yeah, no, I mean, you know, I think Sabalenka wants to to win some big titles mm -hmm. and, you know, but in some cases they'll, they'll say that doubles actually enhances your singles game. You know, if, right. unless unless it's impeding, like like you said, which which was legitimate in terms of scheduling, you know, in terms of trying to sort of schedule out your tournament, you know, playing a second doubles match or, or playing another match after you've had a grueling singles match is tough. So that's why you see a lot of retirements. And, but and Sabalenka did say that she would only do that for Grand Slams. She would still compete in non-Grand Slam tournaments uh, in doubles. Interesting. Yeah. So, 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 so again, for the grand slams, again, again, it's, it's a two week effort, you know, they're like, very, you know, high pressure, everything, you know, um, whereas, you know, for some of the other ones, she said she would, I don't know if she mentioned, I forget exactly if it was all like, you know, like the masters 1002 or not, but I, I remember for the grand slam, she would definitely do it, but she was definitely going to play some doubles. Just, she's just going to, you know, back down from it for at least the masters. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the grand slam, sorry. The WTA 1000s. The WTA 1000s that give you 900 points for winning. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. That's but it, it is fun, though. I mean, to, to see them, to see top singles players play doubles definitely makes it more exciting in that, that draw. That, I actually, that, that part of, is the best part of the ATP Cup. You know, like oh, yeah. see, seeing them like, hey, Joker, you have to tag, you're it. We we need we need you to play Joker. Sorry, yeah, you know it's a uh, um, it's nice to see him and 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 others too, right? That that they do go that extra effort. It's it's nice to see Barty because Barty plays a lot of doubles. Even even at the Aussie, she was playing. Yeah, you know, uh, and again, mm -hmm. maybe she's also one of the ones who has to cut back on it if she wants to, you know, concentrate on on singles. Actually, that that would have been interesting because it would have been. Uh... Barty and Brady were, I think they were the partners. Yeah. yeah. So, so, so had Barty made it to the, the semis, that would have definitely been, you know. That would have been funny. Yeah. A perfect pairing. So, yeah. So getting back to the women, because I know I sidetracked us. Um, we had, we were talking about uh, the rankings for yes. them. Uh, I definitely, I, I don't see Barty staying number one. And not because of Osaka. I just think. Like I don't, I don't know. Her levels either dropped lately, or other players are figuring out because because she had a tricky style, uh, you know. But I think people are starting to figure her out. Like I don't see her as much of a threat when when I see her on the on the draw. She, she almost gives me the same amount of threat level as Zverev. You know, like I'm like they're good players, but I don't think they're gonna give. Do you think, do you think though it has anything to do with the fact that she's lacked match play, <clears throat> just because you know she hasn't really played many tournaments. So neither have a lot of these people, and you know some. You know, uh, no, I, I, I don't, I don't, I, I, I want, don't want to attribute that for anyone's. Oh, you did good or you did bad because you didn't play enough. Um, you know, especially if you made it past a few rounds, you, you get your warm up, you get your like matches in, you know, all that stuff. So, I mean, after the Australian Open, like you said, she lost to Collins, right? Like, what? Yeah. I mean, Collins, not not anything against her because she's pretty good. So. But, you know, for being number one in the world is what I'm saying, right? You know, Joker's not going to enter a tournament like that and lose unless he's 
Sinego and he just wants to maintain. Yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Unless she just was forced to enter that tournament because of whatever reason and she just didn't want to be there for sponsors to say, hey, I showed up there, let me play my matches, get get me out of here. I don't know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, that, yeah. That part of the draw was kind of disappointing because Pliskova eventually. Pliskova did, again, I told you, she, she's, I'm like, come on. And a lot of people are saying that she's one of the best players not to win a Grand Slam. Not really. Yeah, no. I don't even know if we could even say that anymore. Yeah, I mean, she's she's a decent player because she has that serve and she's 6-0. That's it. Right. You know, she'll hit hard, but if you make her move, she just doesn't have as much power behind her shots because, you know, on the run, she's not as good. You feed her balls. Yeah, anyone's going to be great feed, with balls being fed. I, I think I think it's between the ears with her. You think so? Yeah, I think it, I think it's a confidence issue or some sort of... I think she needs to get Iga's uh, sports psychologist to, to to help to help her out. Maybe uh, maybe she just needs Saya that That's what she needs. Maybe oh Sasha. <laughs> <laughs> well, she she has him now, and apparently that didn't didn't. Really I, I know. Happen. I'm like maybe that's what she needs though. Maybe maybe she just needs him for a little longer. You know that's yeah. that's term, You know, although I think we've been butchering his name, but whatever. Sasha Bayin. I, I don't know. I saw somebody else pronounce it totally different on one of the shows. I'm like, oh, well, who cares? She's not a player. How about uh, the bo- the bottom half of that draw? Kennan was uh, a flame out, yeah. second round. But, and again, I know that she, quote unquote, talked to Djokovic about dealing with the pressure of being a defending champion. Uh, <laughs> but I'm like, yeah, but, but Djokovic, you know, like, no, but Djokovic is Djokovic. He's, he has 17 other grants. He has 17 other ones. <laughs> That's why he doesn't have the pressure of that. So, yeah, so he was talking about talking to Djokovic about that. And, you know, Djokovic, he was terrible at dealing with the pressure after winning his first one, right? Two two years, three years he, until he won another one. Yeah. So, so why are you going to talk to him? Just because he's winning it now, when he first won his first one, you know, he, he came just like everybody else. So unless he had some lessons to impart based on that time period, you know, if he can remember back that far ago, Pagula was a, a was a nice surprise though. Yep. She, it, the, it was nice. She, she, she's a little bit more humble, so I like her in, in oh, that regards. Totally, yeah, D- despite the fact that her father owns the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabers. Yeah, I mean, beating Azarenka was huge. Yeah, no, I, I, I again, <clears throat> the women's, you know, we talked about the guy, the the man side of the draw was were the many disappointing surprises. No, on the women, left and right, the one I didn't surprise, surprise Serena over uh, losing to Osaka. I, I'm like, yeah, that's, I saw that coming. That, that wasn't. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that was a huge uh, upset. No. I mean, Naomi was actually favored to win it. Yeah, she was favored to win. You know, a lot of people are like, oh, I'm like, no, she. You know, she's moving the best. She feels the best she's played in ages. I'm like, yeah, but she used to play way better when she won all those Grand Slams. Yeah. You know, Serena did. So, I mean, yeah, she, she's feeling better. But it's like if Roger comes back and he's like, oh, I feel better than I did in the last two years. Well, he hasn't won anything in the last two years. Who cares? I wanted to say, come back and him say, oh, I feel better than I felt like 20 years ago. Then I'm like, all right, now he's dangerous, right? <laughs> right. But he's not going to say that, obviously. You know, he's nearing 40. Same with Serena. Wow. Like you're not gonna say that. I didn't realize that Sakari lost in the first round. Your Greek or, duo, like one did really good, one not so much. And I, I was I was surprised that she lost. Yeah, they, again, there were a lot of surprises on the women's side. I didn't have high hopes for Barty. I didn't think she was gonna make it past Brady if they did meet up. 
Mm. And, you know, she was one run short. So not surprised there. A little disappointed just because I, I wanted Simona to maybe have a win over Serena. But, you know, again, not very surprising there. You know, that she had a big win over her at Wimbledon. <laughs> that's the one that matters for 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 her. Right. Uh, so Osaka was no surprise. I, again, I picked her at the beginning. I, I, I picked her and, you know, I, I thought, I'm like, oh, Joker and Osaka. I'm going to pick you know, and well, they, they held true. I was kind of surprised more, more on the man side. And Naomi went through a lot of tough players too. I mean, yeah. she, she had Mugu in the third round. And, and Mugu was doing really well. I'm like, oh my God, she can beat Osaka. She can beat Osaka. And Osaka just held tight. And then after that, like, you're like, okay, maybe she'll have a tough time against, no, maybe she'll, no. Like she just cakewalked through everyone. I, I, I didn't think Mugu was going to give her as much trouble. Yeah. But um, that, that was a really good match actually. Yeah, I, th- I think they're saying of all active female players right now, only Serena and Venus have more Grand Slams than than Naomi Osaka right now. But I mean, uh, I, I could see Naomi finishing with a lot of Grand Slams. Uh, I'm actually, I was actually thinking, like, it would be funny if in 10 years, 10, 15 years, we're talking about her breaking the record. Right. I like, I wouldn't be surprised. No, she she definitely has the fire because you can see that she gets angry on the court or she gets frustrated. So, you know, that she wants to do better or yeah. that, you know, I think it's pretty remarkable how she's just shot up to, to where she is now mm. and her game. I mean, it's her, her power is so, I don't want to say it's effortless, but it looks very easy. It's like, you know, she can just crank winners on both sides at any point in time. Yeah. It's, it was, it was pretty, you know, fascinating just to watch her, you know, go through the field like she did. On her match with Serena, I know the uh, the commentators were saying, "Oh, well, Serena's been getting to a lot of balls." I'm like, "Well, no one's been blasting them past. You know, a lot of them were just hitting them back. Serena has time to run to them. Right. You know, they're, they're giving loopy shots to keep them in the court. And okay, well, Serena's going to get to them. She's fitter in that way. She's de- she was definitely fitter than I thought she was going to be, which is you know yeah. that you know good for her that she can actually contend a little better. But I'm like, as soon as, soon as she hits." A big hitter. That's why I thought Sabalenka had her. I thought Sabalenka was oh, going to yeah. get her. I thought so too. The momentum was definitely in Sabalenka's. And then, you know, you know so. I, and again, Sabalenka's maybe not used to dealing with that pressure, and or, or Serena just stepped it up. I, again, she was playing well. Yeah, but, that was a great match. But yeah, no, uh, Naomi. You know that that second set when ooh she got broken to love, and she was like, yeah, whatever, and she just goes on and wins the next week like <laughs> nothing. You know, she's like, yeah, so I had a bad service game. Meh. It happens. Yeah, so, she, are, are you sticking to your pick that Serena won't win another slam? I'm sticking to my pick that neither her or Federer or or Federer. Yep, I think so. I think so. And not, nothing has changed from what I saw, and, and this is exactly why. Like Serena came close to losing a few of those matches. I mean, she even had that against I, I forget who it was that that first set that was uh first round was it that tie break that she barely escaped steamrolled the second one it might have been the second match I forget who it was but I don't I don't I, I think just Sabalenka on a good day beats her she Potipova. runs into Potipova <laughs> that's right you know if I'm not saying she's going to run into Naomi all the time because I don't think she's gonna she has that you know because you know she's not going to show up on everything every surface but right. on the surfaces that Serena is good at Naomi's good at. Right? Actually, I mean, not grass. 
Naomi hasn't really proven herself yet on grass. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. She has the game for it. No, she know? definitely has the serve and stroke. So we'll, and that's it. I mean, that's all you basically need. I mean, that's all Serena has right now, serving the strokes. That's it. So if you have someone who is better of that. <laughs> what more do you need? This is one of the things I noticed. It's not like any of them serve in volley or they, they have yeah. tech. Now, for a big serve, they just I'm just going to baseline it. And that's what Serena was doing. I was, and, and a lot of matches, uh, I was like, you, you know, like people are getting these backhands back with no, nothing yeah. in them. If any of these people just just runs to the net, you know, like, oh, yeah. like on the men's side, mm-hmm. on the men's side, you do that, like you destroy points, you finish them quickly. And, and I just didn't see any of that in the women. I, like I, I was missing that variety. Definitely not as much closing. And one thing I think you see more on the women's side, if they do come to net, as opposed to the men, are the swinging volleys. Yeah. You know, where they'll actually take like a a cut, like it's a stroke in the air, Mm -hmm. which, you know, the men don't do as as much. I do that. I did that out. (laughs) (laughs) I don't. I've, I've never hit a swinging volley. I, I, I love especially if it's a forehand. I'm swinging that. Yeah, I've, uh, never, I've never done it. I'll I'll I'll, I'll hit a volley instead. Oh, I can crank a forehand from that close to the net. I just smash it down, like I, or even the backhand. So right. I, for me, I I'm I'm just I'm just going for them. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> All right. So yeah. So going to, getting back to there's just not enough variety in 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 the game for the women when i was watching i'm like all right so now they're baselining back and forth you know no drop shots for the most part i mean some somewhere you know obviously you're gonna see some drop shots but it's it's a lot of the same a lot of the matches look similar they do again they were still entertaining there were some of those where i was edge edge of my seat watching them so uh, i'm not saying that it's not entertaining in any means it just and and that's the thing sometimes i think i'm like if you had someone who just Serves that wide, comes to the net, and puts it away. I mean, a lot of these women just have n- no response to that, and and that's what I think Pliskova should do. I think she should be a servant volleyer. That's a good observation. All right. So, last, uh, what do you think? Uh, any expectations for Federer's return? You know what? I, I don't really have much to base it on. So, I, I other other than just being excited, <laughs> to be quite honest, as a fan of the game, to see him come back, I'm, I'm more curious than anything. Uh, just to, to see, you know, if this time off has been good for him, that he's healed and whatnot. I can't imagine that he would come back not being ready. So in that regard. I definitely don't see him coming back as top five, which is what his ranking says right now. But to your point, I mean, if he's coming back, uh, but then again, I mean, and, and this is one of the things I admired. Now I'm thinking about it. Nishikori, when he was injured, he was playing challengers left oh, yeah. and right. He's yeah. like, you know what? I'm not, I know I'm not at, those super level, but Nishikori he went through bigger surgeries or, or whatever, you know, whereas Federer, I, you know, just theory, it's a lot more minor comparatively. But I can see her coming back. Like, he's coming back in this tournament. I see him maybe winning the first round just out of, like, crowd support mm. and drawing maybe, you know, a lucky loser or a qualifier or just a, a non-seeded something and then running into somebody who beat him in the second you know round uh i forget what tournament he said he was going to play it's an atp 250 right so but, but again again 250 by then you usually get close to the seated players in the second third round right because i mean that's there's only like four, 32. four rounds 
know, yeah. right. So 32 with seeds. So you, you know what I mean? Um, again, but to your point, I, I, my, I think it's a, he can serve. So if he can serve, he'll, he'll have a good chance of winning any match because he's a really one of the best servers. I don't even see him testing himself maybe that many matches. You know, he, he might just say, okay, I want to play one or two, see where I am at, take it easy, ease into the ATP again, work my way up to, you know, does he want to play Miami? You know, how does he feel about then flying and playing in Miami, for example? So, but I don't think he, I don't think he'll lose the first round. I'll, I'll, I'll tell you that much. Um, again, he, he, his serve alone gives enough trouble. If he serves in volleys, Points are going to be short, and he likes to do that lately. We're still on hard courts. Yeah. I mean, when, when he won the Australian Open after coming back from injury, he was seeded, what? 12th, I think, something like that, wasn't it? I, I thought, it, was, I thought it, was, it might have even been higher. He was in the teens. Oh. Okay, I, I, I forget. I, I honestly forget. Because forget. Both, both he and Nadal, I think, were coming back from a season of injuries. So... I remember, I do remember Nadal because everyone was questioning him. Oh, have you lost your like your your, your game? Should you retire? He's like, I'm eighth in the world. Like <laughs> he was like, <laughs> right. he was like, I'm I'm not like I'm not outside the top hundred or anything like that. I'm, 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 yeah, he's like, what do you people ask? I, I still have a few ATP points. <laughs> uh, but no, he he did say that when he had dropped it, like. I think it was eighth or ninth, but yeah, I, I was like, I'm like, exactly. Why are people making a big deal out of me? He's coming back for me. Like, give me, give me a little, give me a little time, you know. Sure enough, French came and he just won it. Yeah, I'm like, there you go. <laughs> he was the 17th seed. Plus, I said what, 16, 13th, whatever. He said 12. <laughs> I did not say 12. Yes, you did. What, not if I edited it properly. I did not say 12. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I remember 17, but no, I mean, the fact that he was that, that, that highly seated. Yeah. So that, that means that was probably a, f- when uh, they threw do me s- because you throw me off. Cause that's a low seed, right? 17 is low. Oh, like, oh. You, you know, like if you're a hundred, you're not a high seed, you're a low seed. Okay. That's a misleading, leading the witness. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sustained. Sustained. <laughs> All right. With that, let's conclude the show. If you guys have any feedback, hopefully you enjoy the show. If you have any feedback, any questions, anything, reach out to us uh, on Twitter. I'm Hearns80. And I'm at Ladiator74. That's L-A-D-I-A-T-O-R-7-4. Hope to hear from you guys and uh, hope you listen again. Yeah. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.